Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone, and we're back here, and uh, it's OneRadioNetwork.com. Oh, I think I need to move my camera over a little bit so I, I don't get lost in the picture here. And it's October 18th, 2021, and uh, we were just with you about 15 minutes ago, and we're back with one of our fave guys, a really just such an honor to have him on, is Dr. Ray Pete. And Dr. Pete started long ago, really working with progesterone hormones in 68. He wrote papers, physiological chemistry and physics in 71 and 72. His dissertation, University of Oregon in 72, he outlined his ideas regarding progesterone and their hormones closely related to it as protectors of the body's structure. Wow. And energy against the harmful effects of estrogen, radiation, stress, and the lack of oxygen. And he's been working with uh, practical therapeutic effects of the various uh, life-supporting substances, pregnenolone, progesterone, thyroid hormone, and coconut oil. Man, see, I'm going to be buying some coconut now because he, I, I had no idea there was such a coconut guy yet. Dr. Pete, good morning. Good morning. So coconut is good stuff, huh? And butter. And butter. Oh, man, yeah. Well, I love butter. Coconut, what's in coconut that we like? Why, why do we like that? It's the saturated uh, fat. It's uh, shorter chains than in butter, uh, and so it's easier to metabolize quickly. Uh, tends to heat up your metabolism, burn calories faster. Uh, uh, you, you can get fat on butter, uh, uh, same number of grams of fat mm. than on uh, that, that amount of coconut oil, uh, but uh, they're, they're both very safe for your health. Uh-huh. So coconut oil heats up our metabolism, and Dr. Pete, we want to do that because... Uh, well, uh, sugar is the other main thing that mm-hmm. will heat up our uh, metabolism just by burning the right kind of fuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the uh, faster your metabolism runs, uh, uh, assuming you can back up uh, the, the possibilities uh, by having the, the nutrients everything you need to go ahead at that speed, uh, then everything is easier to normalize the the faster you run the machine. Uh, uh, For example, if you slow down the rate of uh, metabolism Mm -hmm. and oxidative respiration, you produce more free radical damage. Uh, So the faster you oxidize uh, the less damage you get from oxidation. The faster we oxidize, the less damage we get from oxidative stress? Uh, yeah. Like yeah, that would yeah. be, we could deal more efficiently or better with poisons or chemicals or uh, things that oxidize yeah. the biomolecules? Uh, yeah, to, to an extent, hmm. the uh, free radical uh, theory of aging uh, has, has a lot to it. Uh, but uh, the faster you run uh, your, your uh, machinery, if all the uh, uh, nutrients to do it are present, uh, then uh, you produce 
less of those uh, toxic free radicals. The faster we're running the machine. So the machinery, you're talking, speaking of the metabolism. Can you explain to us what that is, really? Is it the whole energetics of the body just moving faster? I, I, uh, yeah, if you think of uh, oxygen uh, as the end point, uh, everything tends to fall towards the atoms of oxygen. Uh, and uh, so if you remove oxygen from the system, all of those electrons that were flowing rapidly towards oxygen, uh, creating a little bit of water and carbon dioxide, uh, those electrons have no place to go, uh, and they are what creates the uh, free radical damage. So the hmm. uh, rate of aging theory 100 years ago uh, w- was popular, uh, saying that if you could slow your uh, oxygen consumption, uh, you wouldn't age so fast, but exactly the opposite <laughs> happens. So, uh, So the aging is caused by... A, a breakdown of order, uh, and uh, the, the faster you run electrons through the system, the tighter the ordering is. The faster we run the electrons through the system, the tighter the ordering. It, it, it's sort of like there's a, a negative electron pressure when the system is really running, mm-hmm. uh, and um, uh, so it, it, it's uh, in a a laboratory that you don't want the uh, germs to escape. You keep a negative pressure uh, sucking air uh, uh, so that uh, uh, nothing leaks out of the lab because it's pulling air into it. Uh, And it's the same with the uh, uh, whole system of electrons flowing from one thing to another. Uh, If you slow the flow uh, then they uh, can wander off. Uh, they get a, a positive pressure rather than a negative pressure. Uh, and those are the ones that are random and can do damage. Wow, those are the ones that cause the oxidation. Uh, uh, yeah. Huh. Uh, and so the uh, you, you don't want to uh, just uh, uh, stop the free radical process by... Uh, using antioxidants uh, because that can, uh, uh, in fact, increase the oxygen, uh, increase the electronic pressure of the cell. Uh, And uh, it has turned out uh, uh, 50 or 60 years ago, everyone was enthusiastic about slowing aging by using antioxidants. Like vitamin C and things like that. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and vitamin C is a good example because Inside cells, it's an oxidant, and if you uh, overload the system with the reductant vitamin C, it uh, can uh, stop the oxidative effect of vitamin C in the cell. Uh, Vitamin C in the cell is in the form of dehydroascorbate, uh, about 70 or 80 percent of it. It is in the oxidant form. Uh, and if you overbalance that with too much, you you start getting uh, uh, leaky electrons. Leaky. Uh, and uh, it's the same with some of the uh, uh, treatments 
using things like uh, an acetyl cysteine or anything that donates electrons, it's easy to get too much of them. Mm. Uh, and they will tend to disorganize the system. And wow. So that's, um, could that explain why maybe a little bit of vitamin C or people have a good experience with a little? Or, I mean... I, I, yeah, all, all of our foods except seeds and nuts and grains, every food we eat contains uh, enough vitamin C. Hmm. Uh, the uh, people who started uh, uh, saying we, we need three or 4,000 milligrams a day, uh, it's true if you live on bread and, and pasta hmm. and peanuts and such, uh, you can get scurvy. But if you eat fruits and vegetables and meats, uh, eggs, fish, milk, uh, all of those provide adequate vitamin C, but they, they don't show up in the chemical tests that, that people use because they were looking for a, a, a reductant form of vitamin C, which isn't what we have inside the cells. So if you eat meat, the meat has oxidant vitamin C in it, uh, which uh, can interchange when we eat it and uh, show up as the the reductant form and back into the dehydroform. So, um, why could it be like some people believe that they have symptoms of flu, whatever that is, detoxification or whatever it's doing, that they would help them, but... Could that just be placebo? No, uh, Linus Pauling and, and several other people advocated taking doses of around 5,000 or so milligrams per day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of his uh, followers uh, said the uh, take it to bowel tolerance, right, right. meaning uh, up to the point where it causes diarrhea. Uh, and what it's doing is cleaning out your intestine oh. and detoxifying <laughs> your, well, your body. So that's what's going on. It's just helping the body to get rid of whatever it's trying to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you get exactly the same results from uh, any good uh, laxative. Or, castor or oil or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my mom, they used to give us castor oil when we were kids, Dr. Pete, right? We were feeling bad. Give us a hit of castor oil. She said, go to bed, you'll be good. So we go, yeah. we wake up and we poop and, okay, go to school. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, uh, Dr. Thomas Cowan uh, put out a video about um, the cells and what they really are and all of that. And we've been streaming it all weekend. I found it fascinating. I sent it to you. And he was always talk- he was talking about on this video the work of Hillman and Gilbert Ling that the whole things of the cells and we believe inside are are not what we've been told, or not what the pictures, right? Not what the pictures that the medical people tell us. Can you explain to us why this is important and what he's talking about? Uh, For example, one of the pictures uh, in Cowan's uh, videos, uh, I I guess it's red blood cells, uh, or some, uh, there are nucleated cells, it could be, uh, I don't know, frog blood, I, I skipped along in the, Mm-hmm. Uh, video, but anyway, the cell shows a ring 
a, a colored uh, a material and then a dark nucleus. Uh, and uh, about a hundred years ago, uh, people looking at pictures like that under uh, a light microscope uh, saw that outer thing as a membrane. Uh, and uh, uh, Hillman has gone over uh, the microscopic history of biology and uh, shown that all of those main ideas of standard biology are based on different kinds of optical illusions. Uh, for example, that black ring mm-hmm. around the cells under a light microscope, all of this is a, a visual illusion resulting from the uh, different optical density of the cell material and the surrounding material. Uh, you put a, a drop of oil in water uh, under the microscope, it looks like it has a nice thick membrane around it. Uh, that's nothing but a pure uh, visual effect. But it uh, was taken by so many biologists to mean that uh, there is actually a barrier membrane that led to uh, ideas like the sodium pump and uh, all kinds of pumps mm-hmm. to explain cell function. Uh, but, uh, but, but between Hillman showing how, how these effects happen uh, visually or physically uh, and uh, Ling's work showing how you explain the functions in terms of physical uh, states of matter and water uh, that he showed there's a a coherent explanation for what people call the sodium pump and and so on. No no pump at all. Uh, For example, if you uh, take a, a piece of hair uh, that uh, has the protein uh, and lots of potassium and calcium and uh, other things bound with it. You wash it free of uh, all of the minerals in an acid solution, uh, and then you dip this piece of totally dead hair into some blood serum, and it will take up the, the uh, potassium from the blood, excluding the sodium uh, and the other minerals, resembling uh, a living cell that, uh, according to the standard conceptions, uh, would have to be pumping uh, one thing in and another thing out. Uh, and so just by that simple demonstration of dead hair or, or any dead uh, biological material uh, taking up a disbalance of the things that uh, are in its environment. It's selective and, and binds them, but it doesn't pump anything. It's a passive process. So, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. The, the, the passivity of the whole thing uh, from Ling's point of view uh, uh, explains that it's in our nature uh, 
to be well in effect. It's our nature. So what is it that the mainstream biological and virologists and people have been doing for all of this time that Ling and Hillman uh, contradict? Um, how does that affect our view of our body? I mean, what what's what's really going on that helps us to understand what our body is doing in these cells if it's not like we're being told? Uh, uh, yeah, Ling, Ling was, uh, and uh, many other people were showing that uh, the body uh, uh, basically knows best what it wants from the environment. Uh, and uh, yeah. the introducing the idea that it has to pump things, that it takes energy to live, uh, uh, that uh, idea that uh, everything that's in the cell uh, uh, at, at a uh, different concentration than outside, uh, they say that takes energy. Uh, and when Ling added up all of those things, uh, the, the uh, being alive took at least 15 times uh, as much energy as the cell could possibly uh, have. It, uh, life is impossible uh, from the uh, membrane uh, uh, pump uh, uh, perspective. But uh, the way science works, you can supposedly demonstrate one pump working, someone else demonstrates another pump working, uh, and uh, altogether, uh, you need uh, 15 times more energy than the cell could possibly have, but no one is pushed into explaining how that would be possible. Uh, hmm. So, so what does that mean to us that the are you are we are we getting back to the idea that just with the proper nutrients, that the body is going to do what it needs to do and heal? Uh, very much, yeah. Hmm. The, the, uh, uh, for example, the, uh, the role of carbon dioxide, uh, uh, it's very obvious in uh, Gilbert Lane's perspective that uh, carbon dioxide is uh, uh, one of the most beneficial mm -hmm. materials in the universe. It, it uh, makes water alive, basically. Uh, and uh, so if you're respiring intensely, producing a lot of uh, carbon dioxide, uh, that shifts uh, away from uh, the uh, lactic acid and free radical damage. Uh, the carbon dioxide has an antioxidant uh, uh, effect against the harmful free radicals. Uh, it's uh, the only uh, antioxidant that is successful in the body. So that's one. That's why when we overbreathe, get rid of too much carbon dioxide, we're we're not really helping ourselves. Uh, yeah, right. we're turning up our lactic acid and the free radical producing damage mm. form of oxidation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. So. Uh, so so, so what's really going on in the cells is not really what we believed. It's more, you think Cowan's onto it and Gerald Pollack, this idea of this, this goo stuff and more of a, 
what, what do you think really what our bodies are made out of? Uh, well, um, I, I, I think in the video I saw one uh, picture that lo- looks like it was uh, 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 Sidney Fox's uh, spontaneous formation of micro uh, uh, micro cells, uh, uh, where he just heated amino acids and wet them, uh, and they formed little cell-like structures uh, and uh, in a warm medium with uh, uh, amino acids and water, uh, they would bud and grow just like living cells, but there was nothing uh, present but uh, amino acids and water. Uh, and uh, so the the basic substance, uh, you, you could say, is is amino acids and water, uh, and the, the, the uh, other things, uh, nucleic acids, uh, uh, that, that uh, simplest form of uh, protein and water uh, will then select the materials for making nucleic acids. Uh, and so the genes, uh, in effect, come after the uh, living cell, uh, and the genes are, are shaped according to the pre-existing uh, cytoplasm. Uh, all, all of that is p- perfectly uh, uh, understandable by uh, uh, Gilbert Lane's perspective. That, uh, in the, the 60s, uh, uh, Leninger included that work uh, of Sidney Fox's in his textbook, but it was so alien to standard uh, biology and medicine that later editions of the book after Leninger died removed that most important chapter. Hmm. So so that would explain the idea that what we think and what we believe, our state of consciousness, as well as our nutrition and our lifestyle, is affecting everything and not genetics affecting us. Right, right. Uh, wow. <laughs> this job is just the opposite of what we're told, right? All this genetic stuff is uh, like... We're gonna we're gonna fix the genes, and you're gonna be healthy or something. Uh, yeah, it, it's for the standard uh, medical uh, biological approach. It's all a, a machine, and mm-hmm. they think they understand what a machine is. I see. So would would that then harken back to the idea that just because grandpa or grandma had a bad heart, we're not gonna have a bad heart necessarily, right? Uh, no, but the tendency is there. What would the, uh, where would the tendency uh, be? Uh, for example, uh, there have been uh, many uh, historical studies looking at the records of populations. Right. Uh, and if you, uh, it works in animals, too. If you starve grandma, uh, the offspring are likely to be, uh, in effect, malnourished for four or five generations after that. Well, but that would not be... Um something that, so it would just be all the way into the whole total organism Uh, that would have this tendency, right, to be starved or something. Yeah, Yeah. if you overfeed Mm -hmm. uh, the the starved grandma's offspring, uh, then it doesn't have to run uh, that average of four (laughs) or five generations. You can do it all in one generation. Oh, I see, yeah. Uh, Like if you start with a baby born uh, with a malnourished small brain, uh, 
uh, if you give it the nutrients and the support that the organism needs to use the nutrients, a good body temperature, for example, mm-hmm. is necessary to uh, grow brain material. Uh, and so uh, with the right support, uh, uh, a small uh, underdeveloped baby can, can go on developing outside of the uterus. Uh, and uh, the earlier you start uh, with repairing the historical damage, uh, the, the more complete the uh, correction can be. Uh, and uh, working with animals, uh, people have demonstrated that just by supplying the essential nutrients for brain growth uh, during gestation, uh, they can create animals, uh, a, a rat or a chicken, for example, with a brain bigger than that species ever had <laughs> and more intelligent really? than anyone wow. that ever knew that species. Fascinating. So that would add to this whole idea of uh, somehow of evolution and how the species evolves, huh? Uh, I, yeah, def- it definitely disproves that uh, our intelligence is a, a product of the genes only. Uh, because uh, with uh, an animal or a species that uh, never got very far mentally, uh, giving it great support, you, you can make it much more intelligent. Giving it great support. So that would be a really good argument for moms and pregnancy and really making sure they're having all the nutrients, huh? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, in the present situation, uh, not vaccinating pre- pregnant women. Wow. Uh, that the animal studies have shown that, uh, that every vaccination uh, uh, has an adjuvant that is intended to create systemic inflammation, uh, and every inflammation during pregnancy damages the development of the fetus. Every so that, wow. Uh, every inflama- uh, inflammation ingestation is damaging the fetus in some way. Uh, uh, yeah, the thousands of experiments uh, have demonstrated uh, how sensitive the developing uh, fetus is. But the, the World Health Organization goes on and uh, ad- advocates uh, pregnant women getting influenza shots with adjuvant designed to create inflammation. Uh, it, it's probably the, the, the biggest crime uh, uh, of, of history to yeah. ad- advocate vaccinating pregnancy. So these adjuvants are mercury and aluminum and other very anti-inflammatory things and poisons, uh, right? Uh, yeah, mm. yeah or, or it could be uh, uh, the, the newer uh, plant extracts or fats or things that uh, they, they don't have a, a history of creating damage, and so they're uh, putting them in uh, as adjuvants that create inflammation, but uh, no one has a history of of the specific damage from that specific adjuvant. And what are these? These are new kinds of adjuvants that they're using? Uh, uh, Yeah, in in the present, uh, uh, RNA vaccines, uh, Uh. some of them uh, are are using either... uh, uh, synthetic lipids, or a plant extract. 
Have you uh, been learning any more about these uh, these injections uh, uh, that are going on? Uh, are they as dangerous as many people are saying, in your opinion? I suspect that Mike Eden and uh, uh, Sucharit Bhakti are the, the closest to being accurate. Are they? And they are both... Uh, they, they don't uh, agree with each other on every detail, but uh, they, uh, for, for example, uh, uh, Eden says, I, I, I can't see any benign explanation uh, for uh, how this could be uh, uh, done innocently. Mm-hmm. He thinks there's mm-hmm. a, a yeah. deliberate uh, a motive to do sterilize the population. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, when we had Bhakti on uh, our show not long ago, Dr. Pete, he was really more concerned about these boosters that he felt like if somebody just got one, they could maybe get away with it. But uh, uh, Yeah, it, it's a ma- mass effect. Uh, a little damage they build, it, yeah. isn't, a, isn't as bad as uh, s- sequential sequential uh, damages uh, one after the other endlessly. Yeah. I was speaking with a lady, maybe early 40s, a young child, um, very healthy and uh, not vaxxed, and, and she, she actually had uh, intermittent bleeding and things like that and, and really disrupting her cycle after being close in proximity to vax people for a night. Isn't that interesting? So there's something going on. Huh? Uh, uh, yeah, the, the Pfizer manual for an instructing uh, uh, the, the uh, people who administer the vaccine, uh, they were aware uh, of research going back several years showing that uh, uh, whatever nu- nucleic acid uh, might be circulating in your blood yes. shows up in your breath and your skin. Wow. Uh, the, the shedding is a perfectly uh, soundly established thing going back 10 or 15 years. So that would be what the shedding is, would be in the breath or through the skin somehow. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and they, they warned about uh, 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 being uh, letting a vaccinated person be in the presence of a pregnant or, or breastfeeding woman. Really? Wow. What about us guys? I mean, that we're only hearing the shedding with the ladies and the disruption of that. Anything there with the guys? Uh, oh, uh, if it causes those uh, extreme changes in women, there will be some analogous change in men. So are we going to, do you think we're just going to want to be around Vax people? Jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> several people have warned uh, that uh, vaccinated people should be quarantined for at least <laughs> <No>. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> you know, somebody sent me an article, and I haven't vetted if it's true, but that's what they're wanting to do with the kids in Florida, some of them, for 30 days after they've been vaxxed. But I'll have to check that, um, you know, that article out. I, I, I didn't know the source to it. Uh, yeah, they, they were, have uh, been talking about a self-propagating uh, vaccine for years, uh, you vaccinate one person, uh, and that person sheds and vaccinates everyone around them. Uh, so the, the idea uh, has been uh, 
proposed as a way to spontaneously vaccinate the whole world without having to treat everyone. Oh, great. Oh, great. <laughs> That's great news, Doc. <laughs> Dr. Ray Peters with us. Thank you, sir, for being here. Uh, stay right there. We're going to do a quick commercial, okay? And then we'll come back and we'll take some emails. Is that all right? Oh. Okay. Thanks. Stephen Buner, master herbalist, wrote an entire book on pine pollen. Previously, we asked him, what's the difference between uh, gathering some pine pollen, eating that, and then maybe taking Sir Thrival pine pollen and the grape alcohol, the tincture? What, what's the difference in the body? Okay, the difference is pine pollen is probably one of the best nutrient food substances on, on the earth. And you see, it's made to be uptaken by all of the life around it. All of the other plants take it in and use it for growth. Many of the animals eat it, and it's a very nutrient substance. If you eat it, what happens is it goes through your GI tract and then puts it into the bloodstream, and there's a lot of great stuff in it. I mean, it's really high in amino acids and protein and vitamins, so it's a very magnificent substance kind of a nutrient longevity tonic food and it will over time raise levels but if you really want to raise them fast you don't want to let it go through your gi tract hence the use of a tincture and you can click and order this right on our website any of these are thrival links take you right to the pine pollen and order away one radio network.com i wouldn't make so much noise i wouldn't be so crazy um <laughs> and pine pollen uh, this is from Sir Thrival. We do have a couple of uh, the Sir Thrival products on sale right now, and that would be the uh, colostrum, which uh, I love this product. I like to mix it with, I actually have some here, with some cacao and some uh, some organic milk, and I uh, actually put some of the some mushrooms in there too, some uh, different mushrooms. And uh, it's really a nice little drink I like to have in the morning sometimes. And then some of uh, the protein product from, from um, Shen Blossom. It's a really, uh, uh, the first ingredient in the protein product is bamboo pith. Can you imagine that? Bamboo? Yeah, why not? I mean, panda bears eat bamboo. So uh, anyway, so Sir Thrival, it's a great company. They have uh, beautiful products and the uh, colostrum and the digestive bitters are on sale using promo code TREAT20, kind of a Halloween thing, TREAT20, 20% off on colostrum and um, digestive bitters. Now through the end of the month on any survival link. So check it out. Get some pine pollen, get some colostrum, some digestive bitters, and I think you'll have fun. Dr. Carl Cowan argued on, um, not argued, but they made a, made a, uh, his position uh, during this video that I sent up to Dr. Ray Pete, and he seemed to like uh, a lot of it. I don't know about all of it, but some of it. Um, and that this idea of the heat, and where Hippocrates said, if I can produce a fever, I can cure anything, Cowan is arguing, or presenting rather, conjecturing that uh, this, this, this gooey gel kind of stuff, rather than the way our cells really are, and the, the toxins get in there, and then when the body produces a fever that it actually is melting uh, this kind of fourth phase of water, the Gerald Pollock stuff and the gooey stuff. And this is how the body detoxifies with a fever when they've been using 
Um, uh, um, what, what about the Indians? They're going with sweat lodges and, of course, saunas and, uh, and uh, steams, uh, you know, since the beginning of time, really. Long time. Indians used to do it a lot. I guess they knew what they were doing. Um, so if you'd like to get a sauna, I, I think it's a, it's a wonderful way to, to keep healthy. I mean, I'm doing great with it. I just love our, our sauna. It said the Relax Far Infrared Sauna, and you can get one for $1,295 if you email me, Patrick at, 100, uh, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. $1,295, that's the best price you're going to get anywhere. I think the retail up on their side is $1,595. And uh, um, we'll ship you one delivered for that price. And we ship them all over the world. We shipped a couple to um, Ireland uh, last week. So we ship them all over the world. And these saunas get really, really hot. You'll sweat. And then it's the far infrared uh, technology that also helps the body uh, to, to detoxify. They've actually done studies. This is pretty cool where they've taken the, the urine samples of, uh, of people um, from, and they'll see how much mercury and aluminum and every metals that come out. You do the sauna for 30 minutes and then they'll do the samples again and there's more comes out. So evidently, just heating up the body uh, is not only getting it through the skin, but it's actually working through the kidneys, bladder, and I suspect uh, more stuff's coming out with the poop as well. I don't know that. I don't think they measured the poop. So I think these are a great way to keep uh, healthy, ongoing. You could sun every day, probably the rest of your life, as long as you're getting the good electrolytes and and uh, and water, uh, like I do probably every day for the rest of your life and just be okay, I think. So anyway, uh, just email me if you'd like to get one. It's patrick at oneradionetwork.com and I'll give you the best price possible uh, and de- just depending on where you are and we'll, we'll hook you right up, okay? From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We're talking with Dr. Ray Pete. It's, uh, his website is raypete.com. You can get his newsletter just by emailing raypetesnewsletter at gmail.com. Raypetesnewsletter at gmail.com. Right. What's your next newsletter on or the, the current one? Uh, immunology, uh, some part about the, the current uh, COVID uh, thing, but uh, more on the background of, of uh, 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 the theory of I- immunology and how it was uh, uh, directed in the wrong direction uh, by, the, by the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, Paul Ehrlich was yep. a, a drug salesman, <laughs> and he uh, 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 people knew about the vaccines against uh, uh, smallpox, uh, and he was saying his, his drugs uh, were magic bullets uh, uh, with the precision of of an antibody, uh, and uh, so he was uh, uh, taking a myth about uh, the smallpox antibody and using it to sell his magic bullet uh, drug. Uh, and that, that has take, taken on a uh, 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 whole uh, world of development because the drug companies uh, uh, like that idea that uh, there's something natural about uh, uh, their magic bullet chemical that 
it is so specific for every disease. It's as good as our natural hmm. antibody system. And this was all, what, early 1900s? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, he, he was working with toxic uh, dyes, working for the German dye industry, uh, and uh, found that the dyes were specific for uh, different kinds of tissue uh, and got the idea that he could uh, vary the dyes uh, with chemicals uh, uh, in addition to the color uh, and uh, 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 kill uh, uh, for example, uh, 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 an amoeboid disease uh, without killing the host. Uh, so that was where the magic bullet idea came from. Wow. What about this idea we were talking about, Doug, and Cowan mentioned, and I've kind of thought was true, you, on the fever idea, do you think that's valid? You know, fevers and heat and saunas? Uh, oh, 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 sure. Uh, uh, just recently, I've been seeing uh, the effects of, of uh, raising the body temperature on uh, people with uh, uh, Parkinson's-like symptoms really? uh, or, or uh, Alzheimer's, uh, uh, losing memory and, and uh, general cognition. Uh, and uh, if, if you uh, just even artificially get their brain temperature up to where it should be, uh, around 99 degrees, uh, their uh, functions uh, come back pr pretty well. But you have to be uh, sure not to uh, get the body temperature up without keeping the uh, food coming in. Uh, having orange juice or milk uh, while heating the body, uh, otherwise you uh, th these uh, people in a weakened uh, condition uh, uh, suddenly needing a, a lot of metabolic energy. Uh, 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 it's very common to faint uh, when you warm mm -hmm. up uh, quickly. Mm -hmm. So if Patrick or other people that are generally healthy are doing saunas, if we're not feeling faint or, or whatever, we just feel good, Does that should we still, you think, do some orange juice and milk uh, before, after, during? I, I, yeah, Why not, huh? before, during, and after, it's all protective. <laughs> it's, it's all protective. So I wonder how the heat could be helping the people with these uh, with these neurological kind of Alzheimer's kind of things. Could it be melting some of the yuck stuff out of the brain? Do we have any ideas how that could work? I, I, I think it, it's uh, shifting away from lactic acid, oh. which is toxic. Oh. Uh, getting the CO2 up. Uh, 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 years ago, uh, uh, a misunderstanding in the class uh, convinced me that uh, CO2 has uh, uh, very uh, amazing curative properties. Uh, <laughs> one, one of the students in the class uh, had, a, uh, I think it was her mother or, or mother-in-law that she was taking care of, uh, hemiplegic for six months uh, after a, a mild stroke, but half of her body was useless. Uh, and she gave her a, a spoonful of baking soda in a glass of water, uh, and in 15 minutes, the paralysis lifted. Wow. Uh, and uh, uh, all during the course, uh, 
there, there was no recurrence of it, just that one dose of uh, baking soda was enough. Uh, and uh, uh, in, in that situation, I think what it did was uh, open up blood vessels in the brain. CO2 is a vasodilator in the brain. Uh, and so it restored circulation uh, and restored uh, energy-producing uh, uh, m- metabolism. With uh, It sustained its own production of CO2. My goodness. Well, back there, didn't they, Dr. Pete, in, in the late 1800s and, and around 1900, I mean, they were using all kinds of these kinds of things, even turpentine, and right, to help people. I mean, all kinds of different natural remedies. Uh, uh, yeah, and scientific medicine, so-called, mm. uh, had as its purpose the elimination of uh, <laughs> all of the alternative healing practices. Uh, they, uh, the AMA uh, was responsible for closing a, a great number of uh, competing schools uh, uh, using uh, not ver- not very good uh, ethics in, in mm. the way they did it. Yeah. Were they using uh, cannabis to any for healing at all back there? Do you know was cannabis uh, being used? Uh, oh, oh, sure, it was a was regular. It? <laughs> really, uh, really. Uh, when when I was uh, about eight, the, the law had just been passed uh, uh, outlawing uh, cannabis use medically, but uh, I, I had a doctor who. I happened to have it growing in his backyard, and so <laughs> uh, I, I got uh, dosed with it for a while, but didn't especially feel any benefit from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Well, let's take some emails, okay? You ready? So okay. here's somebody that has some gold crowns and half crowns, and it was told that there there's some kind of infections or bacteria under a couple of them and advised to remove them is there, do you think, uh, Dr. Pete, could there be another way to solve this problem rather than taking them off? Uh, uh, yeah, gold <clears throat> uh, gold is antiseptic uh, the way amalgam is, uh, but uh, since uh, silver uh, and uh, mercury are, are much more soluble, uh, uh, they're the worst ways to uh, have a permanent filling, but a, a gold crown... Uh, uh, intrinsically is uh, powerfully germicidal uh, and it doesn't dissolve toxins uh, in your body in any extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Hmm. Here's a lady, she turned 40 in, in December. I turned 40 and presently I'm struggling with the changes in my body. This past winter, I started dealing with migraines around the time of my period. I knew immediately that something was awry and started revisiting Dr. Pete's work. The migraines seem to be abated for now, but now I do suffer from premenstrual headaches. Uh, the most pressing issue currently is that I gained an unexpected bit of weight over the last year or so, very unusual for me. I feel like I have a pregnant belly. If I let my belly relax, my sex drive is also not where I'd like it to be. So she's really going through it with, I guess, perimenopause, right, going through menopause. Uh, is it possible that I am still recovering from estrogen dominance and now my body is in a healing mode? Uh, um, uh, around the late 30s and into the 40s and 50s, 
the failure uh, of progesterone uh, is the main problem uh, uh, related to menopause and and, uh, uh, premenstrual syndrome. Uh, And the pharmaceutical industry uh, was responsible for creating the idea that the menopause is a deficiency of estrogen, hmm. uh, when in reality it's a deficiency of of uh, progesterone, uh, and the uh, if your thyroid uh, is being blocked progressively uh, by stress or in inadequate diet or rising estrogen, uh, the uh, the uh, pr- production of pr- progesterone is uh, uh, l- largely uh, the the consequence uh, of this. So, uh, as estrogen rises, uh, uh, thyroid and progesterone decline, uh, and that means that your digestive system is is going to be uh, sluggish uh, and uh, uh, tend to increase the endotoxins absorbed uh, from a sluggish intestine. Uh, And uh, all of those uh, uh, processes interact. Uh, uh, So uh, cleaning out uh, the intestine by uh, having a very fibrous food uh, every day, Hmm. uh, uh, very very often that will uh, break the whole uh, uh, cycle of... of, uh, uh, migraine uh, and related symptoms, uh, but uh, the reason <clears throat> uh, the intestine needs uh, uh, the, the uh, fiber to, to work properly is because it's uh, under-energized uh, by the, the decreasing thyroid, uh, and, and so uh, supplementing thyroid is very similar to supplementing uh, fiber in your diet. It gets the endotoxin down, uh, gets your intestine working. I see. Uh, and uh, all, all of those increase the progesterone. Uh, and uh, uh, just by supplementing uh, progesterone, uh, it sometimes will help to mm-hmm. uh, get the thyroid uh, going again uh, and restore, uh, at least for a few years, uh, the, the pr- proper balance. And she was wanting to lose this weight, so would this would this work on that the same way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It increases your uh, calorie burning. Uh, the, the endotoxin from a sluggish intestine is poisoning your ability uh, to burn calories. And the and the fiber is mainly from vegetables, huh? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the one I uh, started emphasizing was. A carrot salad, mm-hmm. shredded carrot uh, with a, a little bit of uh, olive oil and vinegar and salt for mm-hmm. flavoring. Uh, uh, but it could be uh, uh, cooked uh, uh, oat bran. Oat bran. Uh, uh, or uh, uh, well-cooked mushrooms or, or cooked uh, bamboo shoots. Bamboo shoots, uh, oh. yeah, yeah, those are all oh. uh, pre- pretty safe uh, bulk-forming uh, laxatives. Do, do you think the uh, so you can find these organic psyllium kind of powder? Take that. Do you think that works okay too? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it, it's uh, 
not as tasty as some of the others. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the carrots, though, have a lot of fiber. The grated mm-hmm. carrot salad, that's why you like that. Mm-hmm. I thought you put the coconut oil and vinegar. Did you use olive oil? You need I, oil? I like the taste of olive oil yeah. better. Uh-huh. Okay. So, next one here. I lost him. Hmm? My, mouse, my mouse is just attacking me, Doc. Just hold on a second. <laughs> do you do pretty good on the computer? You're pretty, pretty nimble on the computer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, here. So here's a person, um, dear close friend with uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome. Guillain-Barre, is that right, Guillain-Barre? I think so. Yeah, after two Moderna, Moderna shots. Um, wow. Terrifying months. Um, been walking tall and proud with a cane and now can move right. I told him I would ask your help in knowing more things he can do to continue to recover. So he is recovering from this two Moderna shots, but more things that he can do to get rid of this guy? I'm making sure that your uh, thyroid is adequate for keeping your temperature up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you, you can uh, see changes in uh, uh, nerve function uh, very quickly when you uh, go from, say, uh, 97 degree oral temperature to uh, 98.6. Uh, uh, just uh, uh, using a quick-acting thyroid, for example, uh, uh, and foods that support uh, uh, high-energy metabolism. So getting, keeping that metabolism ramped up there will help the body to deal with whatever these are in uh, uh, these shots. Huh? Yeah, and part of the mechanism by which it's working is to increase your uh, level of pregnenolone and progesterone, uh, which help to regenerate and repair nerves. Okay. Any advice for someone, writes Ryan, trying to heal gut issues but cannot tolerate eating high sulfur or high histamine foods? They create a lot of anxiousness and a feeling of swollen, hot brain. Wow. Could this be from mobilizing heavy metals? Um. Uh, well, hist- histamine alone uh, can do terrible things. So uh, uh, the first aid uh, often is just to take a, an antihistamine or, or aspirin uh, uh, or may- maybe introducing a little coffee into your uh, uh, diet because coffee has some antihistamine effects uh, and making sure that your uh, quick-acting carbohydrates are available. Uh, depending on your individual digestion, uh, it might be uh, uh, sugar in milk or orange juice uh, or uh, even uh, tortillas or, hmm. or, or uh, potatoes or whatever agrees with you. So quick-acting carb, carbs are what you just mentioned there. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Orange juice, uh, milk, uh, tortillas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael writes to Dr. Pete, does um, vitamin E sufficiently thin the blood to replace daily aspirin use, the most 
recent decision from U.S. Preventive Services Task Force to reverse it, recommendation of daily aspirin seems to be unfounded, but wanted to know whether it would be good to rotate to introduce vitamin E to reduce aspirin dose. Oh, oh sure. They, they both have similar effects. But I, I suspect that the, uh, the recent uh, anti-small-dose-of-aspirin uh, campaign is uh, just an extension of uh, they have some other drug that they want to sell. <laughs> Dr. Pete, really? <laughs> right, here's one for you from Chelsea. Do you have any idea on what causes ALS, uh, a.k.a. Lou Gehrig's disease, and any ideas how to treat it? This is for a 50-year-old pro athlete. Seems to affect athletes at a higher rate. Huh. Uh, uh, yeah, about 20 years ago, uh, uh, some guy uh, with a new diagnosis uh, of ALS uh, contacted me, and I, I had never uh, uh, worked with anyone with that before, and uh, so uh, we sort of uh, funneled along, uh, trying different things, uh, and the the things he did in, included uh, shining a, a bright heat lamp hmm. uh, on the back of his head really? and uh, neck and back for an hour every day, uh, and using uh, progesterone and pregnenolone and thyroid and uh, 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 extra nutrients, uh, uh, vitamin D and, and milk, uh, uh, and uh, uh, j- just a very uh, p- protective, uh, general supportive diet. And uh, after about a, a few months, he, he was going to his neurologist regularly, uh, and uh, the people who started uh, the, the diagnosis at the same time he did uh, went through uh, the expected decline. He declined w- along with them uh, for uh, three or four months, but then he stopped declining and went into a, a recovery. And uh, uh, it was l- less than a year before he had sold his apparatus that he had needed to use the bathroom and so on. He was, uh, uh, everything was working again, so he uh, sold his his sick equipment hmm. and went back to work at his uh, the business. Oh. So you're just talking about, Doc, one of these uh, red, what they call these chicken lamps, right? And uh, yeah, one of those. Clear, uh, clear front uh, was fine. I'm sorry? It doesn't have to have red glass. Uh, it can uh, just be one of the... Oh, just heat. Uh, reflector. Uh, yeah, just heat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dentist, uh, Dr. Stuart Nunley, back in the day before he became aware of mercury, became, he could, he had what they, they diagnosed as ALS, right? I mean, he could barely walk. He was in a wheelchair. And he met Dr. Huggins. This is many years ago. And Dr. Huggins really had him do a lot of saunas, you know? That was one of the main things. And um, and he just he he dumped a lot of the mercury. He just got rid of a lot of the mercury. Interesting. I think vitamin C too. I think vitamin C, if I understand. Oh, oh, uh, uh, niacin amide was uh, ah. the other thing. This guy 
yeah. took it. And he, he was in the wheelchair for just a couple of months, I think, before he wow. was recovering. Yeah. He's a 50-year-old man, wants to increase his testosterone level, and wants to know what he can do. Um, the, the reason around that age uh, uh, that, that testosterone falls uh, is that exactly as in women, uh, the uh, everything is tending to turn to uh, estrogen. Hmm. Uh, the, the stress uh, makes the aromatase enzyme increase. Uh, so uh, you're probably still producing a normal amount of testosterone, but it's being uh, modified, uh, turned into estrogen. Uh, and uh, so the the way to raise your testosterone safely is to uh, uh, reduce the stresses that are causing uh, the, the inflammatory aromatase. Huh. So that uh, uh, otherwise, when you just take a shot uh, uh, of testosterone, uh, that isn't fixing the, uh, the the mechanism that caused the problem, and so it's going to make it worse as you have more testosterone to uh, turn into estrogen. Right. So that you don't recommend those. They got these low T centers all over the country, right? Giving people uh, shots and BBs and everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Richard wants to know what food source of collagen do you find works best? Collagen food sources. I, I like oxtail soup. Oxtails, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. That'll do it. Oxtails. Uh, because of the high gelatin content yeah. of the, 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 the ligaments and tendons. I found a place stock here where they, you can actually get from... Uh, nicely raised uh, pigs, uh, pigs' cheeks and jowls and and feet and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know how to cook them, they're, yeah. they're great sources. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, what can be done for an inguinal I n g u i n a l. So I don't know how to pronounce it. Inguinal. Inguinal hernia. Nutrition exercise. Uh, um. Uh, yeah, uh, DHEA is usually low uh, when the connective tissues uh, give away like that. Uh, and uh, uh, making sure that your uh, uh, cortisol uh, is in balance with the DHEA and uh, uh, progesterone and uh, uh, pregnenolone. Uh, the uh, cortisol weakens your connective tissue tends to create uh, uh, things such as hernias. Uh, and uh, uh, the DHEA with aging declines, uh, while the cortisol, if anything, tends to rise with aging. Uh, and uh, so uh, fixing your nutrition, uh, vitamin D, uh, calcium, uh, uh, thyroid function, uh, will, will help to raise the DHEA concentration relative to cortisol. And what would be some foods that might help this hernia, kind of you think? Uh, oh, um, high-protein high foods, uh, egg, eggs, eggs. Uh, uh, seafood, uh, uh, shell, shellfish in, in particular, mm -hmm. uh, cop, coppers, uh, uh, 
one of the minerals needed to make strong uh, connective tissues. Oh, that would be like lobster, shrimp, uh, uh, oysters, oysters, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you you told me like in the seafood department, you like, you think some of the best things are um, what'd you say without uh, um, scallops? Is that right? Scallops. Oh yeah, yeah. They're good ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can get some nice ones here. Um, here is a person that's been recently diagnosed with cutaneous lupus and was told it could turn to system lupus within the next six months. Could Dr. Pete just share what he understands about this autoimmune syndrome? It is open-ended question. I realize, good news, I have a life prescription for hydrochloroquine, <laughs> L-O-N, bad joke. Okay, Chandra, wants, she's been diagnosed with cutaneous lupus. Uh, uh, I guess that's similar to uh, systemic lupus erythematosus. Uh, uh, the, the skin is uh, uh, often one of the first places you see it. Uh, uh, there is a, uh, an infectious uh, it's a, a tuberculin uh, uh, disease, uh, but uh, I haven't seen uh, one of th- those. Uh, but uh, uh, se- several uh, women over the last uh, 40 years have been diagnosed as having uh, essentially a incurable, untreatable uh, lupus causing arthritis and uh, and skin symptoms, uh, and uh, 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 they all quickly recovered uh, uh, as soon as they uh, uh, figured out how to lower their estrogen. Lowering the estrogen, interesting. Yeah, vitamin D, uh, calcium, uh, uh, preferably milk in the diet, and uh, not too much. Uh, uh, meat or, or seafood uh, as a source of uh, uh, too much phosphate uh, and uh, supplementing thyroid and progesterone as needed. Uh, and uh, uh, they, they've had their, their blood tests uh, that, that showed they had the, the classical uh, lupus pattern of antibodies uh, and they were uh, uh, recovering by the tests as well as by their symptoms. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Ray Pete is with us, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Uh, good to have you here. Thanks for coming on, Dr. Pete. There's a, there's an organization, Dr. Pete, called Let's Get Checked, and so I I bought this little thyroid check thing, and I'm going to do it today, and because um, I'm on a little piggy thyroid, I wanted to see my TSH. It's really interesting. I, I hope it's accurate. I'm showing the people here. You can't see it because you're not on video. But it's about a, an inch and a half long little tube, right? A little small tube. And what you do is you just take your, your and they got a way, a special way to do your blood, and you fill this tube up with blood. And you send it in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to go to the place. And I think it was like 90 bucks. And I guess it's, I guess it's accurate. I, I don't know. But it seemed like a very reputable organization. The test looks all well, you know, put together and very organized and everything. I guess it would be possible to 
to get a TSH level off of a enough blood like that, huh? Must oh, be. oh, sure. Yeah, must be. Do you see that whole thing with uh, Theranos and this lady, this lady who convinced about $100 million worth of investors <laughs> that she could do like, what, 25, 30, or 40 different tests from one drop of blood? Uh, uh, Have you yeah. followed that story at all? Amazing uh, oh, story. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> she she uh, had no shortage of people wanting to invest in Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had big-time big, big time people like George Schultz and, you know, really heavy hitters, uh, Bill Clinton and all this. And it turns out this thing didn't ever work. Never worked. Man. Uh, here's a question. This is interesting. And from, I have a question about chicken pox. It seems that I have it. I'm 31 and quite puzzled. It's really, is it, if it's really chicken pox, I think I even had it as a child. What could I do or what do you, what kind of question should I be asking my myself? Well, if you already had it, not, chicken pox isn't really a, Disease. It's a detoxification thing, isn't it, Doc? I I think it spreads from uh, uh, school teachers are, are uh, very susceptible to mm-hmm. it, even though they had it uh, when ah. they were a kid. Uh, uh, be, being around kids that develop it, uh, uh, it, it can spread to uh, the, the teachers and their their families. But uh, you, usually, the second time you get it. It's only a few spots uh, rather than the first time it can cover your whole body. But for this person, probably not much they need to do. It's probably just going to work itself out, right? It's not. I, I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, and anesthetic lotions, local anesthetics, uh, uh, can ease the inflammation and pain and itching. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Let's see. I've been doing some pine pollen that Patrick talks about, an elk antler for testosterone. Here's this as a lady. I feel pretty perky, a little bit tingly, and I'm I'm also doing some progesterone from Dr. Pete on my gums and lips. Um, So it seems like I'm doing better. I'm feeling better, but should I get some compound pharmacy cream for estrogen to help with dryness down there, or use suppositories to moisturize down there. Hmm. Um, a, a few simple things uh, uh, like uh, uh, better nutrition, vitamin A and uh, and D and uh, calcium and so on, uh, can help. Uh, but uh, the the, the, uh, the local uh, moisturizing effect, uh, uh, the the amount of uh, a topical estrogen it takes uh, to do that is being absorbed and spreading all through your body with the usual uh, risks of, uh, of promoting cancer uh, and so on. So uh, the the whole idea of, of menopause as an estrogen deficiency uh, is it, it, actually a reduction of estrogen in the bloodstream while the estrogen builds up inside cells where it does the damage. 
uh, and the reason you don't see it in the bloodstream uh, is from a progesterone deficiency. Progesterone. Okay. Uh, so when, when you don't see estrogen in the blood, it's because it's staying inside cells and doing its damage. Mm-hmm. I bought some of that one that you developed, which is Progestes, a little mm-hmm. bottle. I keep it in the fridge. Trouble with the fridge is I don't remember to take it because it's in the fridge. But when I do remember, how much do I do? I just kind of dip a little. You just take a little dab of it, you think, every day for a guy? Uh, yeah, that's what I do. Let's just take a little dab. huh? Mm-hmm. And what does that do for us guys? What does it do for us men? Uh, um, if you're having any uh, rheumatic uh, symptoms, sword joints, for example, uh, rubbing it in that area hmm. uh, uh, reduces the inflammation. Uh, but uh, generally, if, if your uh, if your body is turning uh, your testosterone into estrogen, uh, uh, you are uh, likely to be losing a, a general sense of vigor uh, and. The, the progesterone by inhibiting uh, the aromatase uh, turning to, to uh, estrogen, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the progesterone is going to actually raise your uh, testosterone uh, uh, when you're in a certain range. Oh, cool. So it's just a good thing for guys to take a little hit of that, right? A little uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you don't need it, uh, then it has its intrinsic anti testosterone action. Uh, so a young uh, 30-year-old isn't likely to see any benefit, but rather a a blocking of their testosterone. Well, if they would take it when they're 30, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, you and I are way above that, so we're okay. (laughs) (laughs) Doc, stay right there. Let me do a quick little break here before we go. Dr. Ray Peters with us. I just want to mention uh, uh, this great company. I just love these people. This is uh, Shen Blossom. And uh, Brandon Amalani, he's been doing this for a very long time. He has some incredible formulas. This formula here that I like a lot is called Arise. I take this along with my pine pollen, and it keeps everybody happy south of the border. Uh, very, very powerful for, but it, it's working on the entire body too. Pine pollen's a food, which is great. And this works on the entire body. It's called Arise. So guys, if you're wanting to help, a little help with the, Mr. Libido and all that, and I'm not married, I'm still a single guy, so I'm just kind of warming up for something. Uh, and then this is great. This is called a mountain, uh, a mountain Detox, and this is a formula that you can take before and after eating that will help your body to just uh, detoxify from different, um, old, all different kind of little things that are running out of control. Uh, no telling what they are. And then I mentioned, um, oh, I got this one. Hold on. Oh, I like this product. Uh, this is called Grotein, and it's, a, it's really a, a premium uh, quality concentrated plant-based uh, protein kind of formula. Uh, some of the, the, one of the be- first ingredients is bamboo pith. I mentioned this. It's called Grotein. These lights don't work for it, but uh, you don't need a whole lot. A little teaspoon, and I put it in my smoothie with cacao maybe or um, whatever, and um, milk or... Uh, almond milk or, or mukau milk, and this is a great thing. It'll keep you going. You can take this in the morning in your smoothie and, um, you know, have a good time, and it's just, just a nice thing to take. So these are all products from Shen Blossom. They have some uh, wonderful mushrooms, 
uh, just all kinds of great things. Minerals, you know, really, really nice, high-quality, extremely high-quality products. All from Shen Blossom, OneRadioNetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. With Dr. Ray Peters here on the third Monday of the month, third Monday of the month. Um, let's see. Okay, this is interesting. Let's see. Uh, Susie wants to know, Dr. Pete, uh, the relationship between histamine and hormones. I'm entering menopause 53. I experience increasing sensitivity to histamine. Well, another one during my 40s, such as strawberries and chocolate, giving me migraines and other foods like meats, more than a day old, giving me insomnia. Taking progesterone, and it has somewhat raised my histamine tolerance I'm reading that some doctors think histamine tolerance is a gut dysbiosis problem. Should I be looking at thyroid or gut dysbiosis or hormones, increased progesterone to to address the histamine sensitivity? I do not take any thyroid supplements right now. Um, uh, That's uh, the basic idea. Mm -hmm. The the mast cell isn't the only source of histamine, but it's a major source, and uh, it's one that has uh, been studied the most, uh, and estrogen activates the mast cells to produce more estrogen, uh, more more histamine, uh, and progesterone has the opposite effect, uh, reducing uh, histamine formation and release from the mast cells. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so uh, for t- such things as uh, the uh, bl- bladder oversensitivity, uh, uh, you can pretty much just turn that off by increasing your your thyroid and progesterone mm-hmm. because of uh, their effect on the estrogen. And we want to get that TSH uh, 0.5, right? Uh, around that, uh, wow. point, point 0.2 or 3 or 4. That, that low, open. that low. Uh-huh. So now I'm going to do this little test I told you about. I've been taking uh, the piggy thyroid, you know, for a couple months. Mm-hmm. And so if I get this guy and it says my test, my my TSH is maybe one or two, it used to be three, hopefully it'll be down. I'm feeling great. Um, would I just increase that the piggy and just keep it till I get to 0. 0.5? Is that how you uh, do it? What about your temperature? Temperature, when I wake up in the morning, like 91, 98.1, something like that? Uh, uh, that's probably good. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> After breakfast, it should be up to ninety-eight, six or seven. Yeah, it goes up. It goes up like after the yeah. show. It's up. It's up there. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the most practical way to judge your thyroid yeah. level. But uh, you can back it up by looking at your blood test. Is there a big difference between the little piggy stuff like I have? I got it from Vietnam. This 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 natural piggy stuff, and and the and the the um, the the stuff made in the lab, is there a big difference? Not really. Not really? Uh, uh, the, uh, uh, there are a lot of uh, companies uh, that, that don't really know how to process the uh, natural glandular material. So uh, if you find a product that uh, works just right, then uh, you, you should stay with it because mm. uh, a lot of the uh, uh, products aren't labeled accurately. Uh, they can either be too strong or too too weak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the, 
good thing about the synthetic is it's very consistent. Very consistent, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, Dr. P, please explain shedding. I'm just hearing all kinds of things. Um, I went to an Eagles concert last month and you either had to be vaccinated or tested, which I got tested my against my will, but I wanted to see the Eagles in concert. So I questioned shedding because I was around thousands of people that have been vac- vaccinated, but I really haven't had any kind of um, you know, experience from it. Interesting. Um, people are all, always shedding. Uh, Everything, right? Yeah, you know, whether they've been vaccinated or not. Uh, uh, the, the, for, for years, they've uh, been uh, testing uh, breath as a way of analyzing uh, what's going on in your body. And if you put a cold piece of metal uh, under your nose and exhale the hot air under the cold thing, uh, it, it condenses uh, fluid, and then they analyze the fluid uh, and uh, things uh, as big as uh, large stretches of uh, DNA and RNA are uh, somehow uh, getting into the airstream when you exhale. Uh, and uh, rubbing the skin, uh, you can find uh, all kinds of, of uh, genetic material uh, as well as proteins and uh, other chemicals. Uh, so you can uh, pr- pretty well uh, tell uh, what a person has been exposed to by uh, testing both their skin uh, and their breath uh, for uh, uh, these pretty, pretty uh, large molecules. That, uh, it's hard to imagine how they, how they get vaporized. Interesting. Wow. You know, we have a lot of emails uh, that that we haven't gotten to. And um, so next month, I promise you what, I'm, what I'll do is I'll, I'll dig into the older ones. So if you've sent those in, sorry. I, I just uh, failed to do that today and just took the newer ones. So we've got a lot from last month we didn't get to. I'll do a couple here before we go. We have another show coming up. But uh, Dr. Pete, this is Johnny's in California. John says his testosterone level is 1,139. Wow. He's 77. His total cholesterol is 266. Estradiol 27. DHT 47. I do not feel any benefits for such a high testosterone. Is that an issue? He is asking. That's pretty high, right? 1,139? Uh, yeah, but if it isn't uh, turning to uh, estrogen, uh, uh, that's the good thing. Uh, uh, if it was turning to estrogen, he would be uh, uh, experiencing something like breast growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, I think it's okay to have a very high testosterone. It's okay, yeah. Uh, Dr. Pete, this is Julie. I'm really wanting to try orange juice like you and Adam Bergstrom have been talking about, but I can't get organic oranges or organic orange juice. I live out in, in the country near some stores that don't have organics. Is it okay if I drink orange juice from conventional orange juice? Uh, yeah, I, I use I use that a lot. You use it a lot, yeah. just according to how good it tastes. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, I have noticed, I really do think the organic orange juice and juice oranges taste better. I taste sweeter, I think. Unless it's just a placebo thing, Doc. I don't know. How about this? Would you please ask Dr. Pete if my organic orange peels and powder then would be a good source of vitamin C, organic orange peels? Uh, oh, uh, it, it does contain vitamin C, but uh, uh, I don't think it's uh, uh, main value. Uh, 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 organic orange peel is clean because a lot of the chemicals, uh, agricultural chemicals would uh, be concentrated in the peeling, but uh, mm. the uh, anti-inflammatory uh, chemicals uh, that are in the juice itself are very concentrated in the peeling, so its uh, main benefit would be to make marmalade out of it. Hmm. So you think in general, in your opinion, and with the non, with the conventional oranges, that most of the yuck stuff would be in the peels and not in the juice. You think? Uh, yeah. Well, that's good news, really. It's hard to find organic oranges, even. Um, uh, uh, yeah, when we find some, even if they're bitter, yeah, you get not you, good for juice. We use the peeling for making marmalade. Oh, marmalade. Uh, Dr. Pete, adrenal, adrenal glands are required for making cortisol and aldosterone from progesterone. How did progesterone substitute for the absence of adrenal glands in Hans Sayles experiments, S-E-L-Y-E-S experiments? It's just the shape of the progesterone molecule that is such a stabilizing uh, 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 function that, that it doesn't have to be turned into either aldosterone or cortisol, but in the absence of those, it, the progesterone itself has some of that uh, function in the sense of helping to, to retain uh, uh, sodium in your uh, bloodstream and uh, to uh, not get uh, hypoglycemia, uh, but uh, it's uh, not not being turned in, into either of those. Uh, and if you have, uh, for example, a tumor producing too much aldosterone or cortisol, uh, taking a large amount of progesterone protects against the excess of those. Mm. Uh, so it's an in, intrinsic property of the progesterone that can uh, balance either an excess or a deficiency uh, of the other hormones. Interesting. Here is a lady that recently started taking progesterone about 30 milligrams at night during the second two weeks of my cycle to deal with PCOS and fibroids. While I'm on it, it helps me when I stop for the second two weeks. I feel bloated and discomfort in the ovaries. Any advice on dosages? Also, what, what? Also, just started tiny amounts of Silomel. You guys are the best. Thanks. So, yeah. So before we get to that, so when you just do a little dab of the progestes, do you know how many milligrams we're getting? Because a lot of people are taking thirty to fifty milligrams of the progesterone creams. Uh, oh, oh, in the cream. Yeah. I, I, I don't have any idea how much you're 
absorbing through your skin because people's skin has different amounts of blood supply hmm. and thicker or thinner skin. Hmm. So it's highly unpredictable from a, a topical. How use. much you're getting in there. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Yeah. they claim you get one squirt for 50, but who knows how much is going in? About uh, five or ten percent. Is that right? Of, wow. Show. So, what about the what about the progestees? Uh, how much is going in a, a a dab of that? We don't really have a way to measure that, do we? If it goes into your mouth, it's essentially a hundred percent absorbed. Uh, and so milligram wise, can you conjecture? Eight, eighth of a teaspoon is uh, fifty milligrams. Wow, an eighth of a teaspoon. Mm. Let me write that down. That's not a lot, is it? Uh, uh, no. Pretty small. An, an eighth of a teaspoon is 50 milligrams of the progestes. Mm-hmm. But it's going right in your mouth so you know you're getting it, right, Doc? Uh, yeah, yeah. that's that's why uh, just uh, two or three drops uh, sure. gives you maybe 15 uh, milligrams. And so there's no real issues about getting just a little bit too much of that? Like, uh, not not in that range. No. Uh, uh, some people uh, with extremely high estrogen uh, uh, can hardly feel uh, half a teaspoon of, of progesterone until they get their estrogen under control. Mm-hmm. What would be a sign, before we go, what would be a sign of extremely high estrogen for boys and girls? What would be some signs if you think, just to tell you your estrogen is not happy, too high? Uh, uh, Irritability is one of the mm-hmm. uh, main signs. Uh, restlessness. Restlessness. Uh, and then uh, with prolonged exposure, uh, the breasts uh, develop. I'm sorry. Oh, for guys, you could actually start to grow some breasts. Huh? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, girls often start getting uh, the... Uh, it affects both the development of the nipples uh, and and the irritability and the psychological effects of estrogen when they're only uh, around nine years old. Wow. So too much estrogen for the young ones. Uh, yeah. So that's what happened when this whole thing happened with maybe soy milk early on when that big craze happened years ago? Mm-hmm. People start getting their kids soy milk? Uh, oh, yeah. In the animal studies, it made the uh, male uh, young uh, more feminine. Mm. Uh, their genitals were feminized. Wow. Uh, and then their susceptibility to uh, cancer later in life was increased. Yeah. I read stories about some of the, uh, the somehow the Philippines got all hooked hooked up in this whole soy milk craze, Doc, I guess in the in the 80s, right, when it all came out. And uh, they were going into, they were, you know, starting to have their periods at uh, 10 years old. Uh, oh, yeah, sometimes earlier. Wow. That's not good, right? Like, uh, no. No. Okay. Uh, in some of the areas where they, uh, uh, their, their regular diet included a lot of uh, uh, coconuts, uh, the age of puberty averaged as high as 18 in those areas. Wow, what was that? What's that all about? Is that good? Uh, Is that better? Yeah, I I think uh, (laughs) uh, it allows uh, uh, 
better development of, of bones uh, and uh, full, full development of, of the brain and, and personality. Really? Fascinating. So just in general, our culture, these, these young girls starting, uh, starting their periods uh, at 12, 13, it's probably more unnatural than what it would be if we lived out in the woods or something, maybe. Uh, yeah. You think? Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, that's what we get for moving out of the woods, Dr. Pete. You know? <laughs> well, it's just an honor to have you here. Thanks so much for your time. And, and how's your painting coming? You still painting? Uh, oh, the weather has been uh, too cold to uh, uh, spend much time outside lately. Oh, so that's where you paint, you paint outside? Uh, yeah. Ah, you paint landscapes and things. Uh, oh, uh, everything, but uh, just to uh, not mess up the house with paint. <laughs> That's right. Don't mess up the house. Uh, Dr. Pete's newsletter is uh, uh, Ray Pete's newsletter at uh, gmail.com. Ray Pete's newsletter at gmail.com. RayPete.com. He has a lot of huge, just all kinds of articles, and he's here on the third Monday of every month. And Dr. Pete, thank you. Okay, thank you. We love you. you. Thank you very much. And uh, you take care of yourself, okay? Okay. All right, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Dr. Ray Pete, he's the real deal, man. The real deal. What a sweet guy. And he's a lot of, he knows a lot of stuff, huh? Chew. Okay, we're going to take a little break here, and then we're going to, we're going to talk to Rulin Chu. She's a, uh, a biochemist and a quantum physicist and a really cool gal and a very smart lady. And we're going to talk about, uh, among other things, uh, pro-youthing and uh, keeping uh, younger with uh, her product, Pearl Sim, which we love. And to brush your teeth, the best ever teeth brushing thing. Okay, we're just going to get set up here, stay right there, and uh, joined by Rulin Chu. So, uh Take care. We will see you. Thank you. May the blessings be. Pass on these links to everyone that you care about. And uh, don't forget, all of our uh, um, shows are on BitChute. You know BitChute? And uh, we have the link to the BitChute page right on the front page of One Radio Network. BitChute. All of our videos are there. You can sign up and subscribe. Prescribe to the BitChute and hit the little bell and we'll tell you every time we put a new show. Also, on the front page of One Radio Network, um, there's a Telegram thing, and you can do on Telegram and join us on Telegram. And then, uh, because who knows how long we'll last on Facebook, every time we turn around, we get put in jail for 30 days. But So we're just out of jail for a 30-day stint, and the food was pretty good, and uh, we're... Just kidding. Um, so I love you all. May the blessings be. Just see you in a few minutes. Stay right there. From the Hill Country in Texas... Broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.